Welcome to another episode of our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Visit our website for complete collections of your favorite old-time radio series. Remember to follow us so you won't miss new releases from SolvedMystery.com. Command Performance, USA, the greatest entertainers in America, as requested by you, the fighting men of the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Command Performance! Presented this week and every week till it's over, over there. Hello there, men. It's command performance time in the USA, and we're switching from Hollywood to New York City to answer your special request for a sky full of stars who happen to be shining over Broadway at this moment. Here's the kickoff letter for tonight. I'm one of them dearly beloved guys, a top kick in the signal corps down here in Australia. And my message to you is this. Next time command performance plays New York City, please get the MC who's tops with me. Clifton Fadiman. <laughs> Consider that message delivered, Sergeant. For here he is, the quizziest of American quiz masters, the well-known book reviewer and author, and major domo of information, please, Clifton Fadiman. Thank you, Andy. And I'm afraid I feel very much on the spot after that introduction. But I'll get off it quick by just changing the subject. Now, here's our first request for a command performance. And in passing, I just want to say, fellas, that we got a studio full of your favorites. We're all ready and happy to do their stuff for you. Now, here's a letter signed by Private First Class, uh, DST. He signs himself just a guy who does miracles with the GI menu in North Islands. I'd like to hear that Basin Street bunch go to town. You pick the number. Okay, Paul Laval, there's your command. from Seaman First Class in the U.S. Coast Guard, TLR, radio operator aboard a Coast Guard gutter. gutter. He says, uh, one of my favorite radio comedy combinations has always been Phil Baker 
Beetle, and Bottle. I know I'm asking a lot, but could you possibly get the three of them together again and do one of those old Solly Chan mysteries? Well, Seaman TLR, your slightest wish is our command, and Beetle and Bottle are here tonight, together with Phil Baker, who's fresh from a new stage show called Priorities of 1942, and here they are. Thank you very much, Mr. Fatterman. You notice, folks, he didn't mention that I was on Take It or Leave It because it's a rival quiz program. He's jealous. <laughs> well, I'm really very happy to be here to do my bit for the boys. I didn't think I'd ever get here. I've never seen such traffic in my life. It was so bad on Broadway tonight, there were two women marooned on a safety island. Airplanes overhead dropping them sandwiches and powder puffs and things. It was really something. But I understand the beginning next Saturday night, this is an order from Mayor LaGuardia. Beginning next Saturday night, any car riding along Broadway over 40 miles an hour must have a driver. <laughs> oh, well, I suppose all you fellows have heard about the cocktail that General MacArthur has invented for the Japs. It's a Mikado Finn. Thought you'd like to know that. <laughs> and this being spring, I must tell you a cute little story about a worm. A little worm was wiggling down the street, and he saw another worm, and he said, Oh, you're beautiful. Oh, you're simply gorgeous. I'd like to marry you. And the other worm says, What's with you? I'm your tail. Now, uh... <clears throat> hey, Major. Help, it's Beetle. What do you want, Beetle? You think your jaws will ever replace poison gas? <laughs> what a scorpion that Beetle is, haunting me all these years. Beetle, how did you know I was on command performance tonight? Did you read it in the papers? No. Did you hear it from somebody? No. How did you know I was going to be on? I still got a nose. Oh, I see. <laughs> see what I mean, folks? Ah, good evening, Mr. Baker. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Here I am feeling just like a spiral staircase and twice as screwy. Oh, what are you? <laughs> it's Bottle, my butler, folks. You know the wacky butler. Let's give him a nice hand. He's a, he's a grad student. <laughs> Bottle, isn't it nice being here tonight in front of all these soldiers? Oh, rather, Mr. Baker, yes. You know, I've got a nephew in the army. He's only been in camp two weeks, and already he's a brigadier general. <laughs> brigadier general? Yes. That's what he said in his letter. Let's see. Oh, my mistake, no. What he actually said was he's generally in the brig. Oh, that's different. That's different. <laughs> yes. You know, Bottle... <laughs> what are you laughing at? What is Ooh, it? What the mama cannonball said to the papa cannonball. What did she say? Oh, I think we're going to have a little BB. Why don't you say <laughs> Due to conditions over which we have no control, this program will continue. Isn't that awful? Go on, tell him what you think of him, Bottle. I hate him. I'll tell Go him. Go on, tell him off. Tell him a thing you, Beetle, you Pickwick Papers, you David Copperfield, you Oliver Twist, Tale of Two Cities. What are you saying? I'm giving him the dickens. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, enough of that. Seaman TLR, uh, you asked for a Charlie Chan mystery, and we're going to give it to you tonight. <laughs> now, uh, what were some of those cases we solved in the old days, Bottle? Well, let's see. There was the case of the uh, buried electric bulb, or Mazda's in the cold, cold ground. That one did. Yeah, that was pretty. And there was the case of the missing ring, or who washed the bathtub, but... But the most baffling one of them all was the case of the missing war bond. It happened one night. That's right. The characters in this play are purely fictional and have nothing to do. <laughs> nickel, nickel. Trickle, trickle. I got you covered. I got you covered. I got you covered. Okay, Pop, tuck me in and I'll go to sleep. How can you sleep when city is in the grip of big crime waves? Okay. Take it, take oh. it, son. Okay, Pop. What? What? You don't say. You don't say. You don't say. 
Who was it, son? Didn't say. Didn't say. <laughs> Look, Pop, somebody threw a rock through window. There's a note on it. What does it say? Uh, J. Warner and Sons. We fix windows. What? <laughs> Hello? What's that? A couple are necking and parked car on West 52nd Street. I'll take care of that. Son, hand me that police microphone. Here it is, Pop. Calling all car, calling all car, calling car 18. Officer O'Brien, cut it out. As honorable answers to say, when necking with girl in parked car, first pull up, brake, then clutch. I'll answer it, Pop. Oh, that face, that awful face. Mm, Pop, it's for you. <clears throat> What's that? A bond is stolen. We'll be right down. We'll find it for you. Another bond is stolen? Whom do you suspect, Pop? I'll bet it's Kelly the killer. But, Pop, I thought Kelly Killer was up in Sing Sing on murder rap. Murder rap, eh? Mm. I will call Sing Sing and find out. Hello, operator. Get me Sing Sing. Hello, Sing Sing? I want to talk to Kelly the killer. Hello, hello. I want to talk to Kelly the killer. I'm sorry. Your party was just hung up. <laughs> Interesting. Well, yeah. these criminals may do all right, but someday they find out that crime does not pay. That is right, Pop. Arm of law always reach out. Yes, and when arm of law reaches out, what happens? A banana is missing. <laughs> ah, time is wasting. We must find Bond. You're right, Pop. Chief Morgan is angry at us. He has a cool proposition. You're losing your accent. You know that, don't yeah. you? Don't Try worry. When we find Bond... <laughs> Give me that line again, Bottle. Yeah. You're right, Pop. English Chinaman. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, Pop. You're right, Pop. Chief Morgan is angry at us. He has a cold proposition. Don't worry. When we find Bond, watch Morgan Thor. That's the gag. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that gag sounds like it was written by Honorable Ancestor. Come in. Who are you? Me, Chinese winter underwear salesman. Chinese winter underwear salesman? What is your name? Hang far down. Huh? <laughs> As honorable answer to say, when they put on winter underwear, that cover everything. Well, <clears throat> tell me in your native tongue what you know about this case. What is that ung for? My mother, she frightened by rubber band. <laughs> there is daily work afoot. As honorable answer to say, you can drag a horse to water, but a pencil must be led. Oh, mother, I've come home to die. <laughs> oh, number one son. Yeah. Number one son, where are you? Oh... Well, I wonder where Tucson is. In Arizona, though. Here I am, Pop. Here I am, down in cellar. I've got it. I've got it. Good. Here I come. You say you have found it? Where is it? <laughs> Hello. What is this? We are looking for a missing bond. Typographical error, Pop. I thought you said blonde. Well, come with me. We go search for bond. You search for bond, Pop. I stay here with typographical error. <laughs> Thank you, Phil Baker, Harry McNaughton, and Ward Wilson. You know, we never mention a United States Marine without calling him a fighting Marine. And we hear that a certain three-way combine of misguided nations uses the same adjective these days. Anyway, from Private RBR in the vicinity of Dutch Guiana comes this order to command performance. What about Benny Venuta? I'd like to hear her sing, How About You? like New York in June How about you? I love a Gershwin tune How about you? I like a fireside 
when a storm is due. I like potato chips, moonlight motor trips. How about you? I'm mad about good books. Can't get my fill. And Franklin Roosevelt's looks give me a thrill. Holding hands in a movie show when all the lights are low may not be new, but I like it. How about you? I love the traffic's roar. How about you? Views from the hundredth floor. How about you? I like to window shop down Fifth Avenue. Like banana splits, hamburger at the Ritz. How about you? I'm glad when summer comes, 'cause on to new. I'm mad about dim bums. How about you? When a guy in a uniform offers to keep me warm, I just go woo 'cause I like it. I love it. Can't get enough of it. I like it hot. Thank you, Benny Venuta. As you've come to expect, every week Command Performance brings you the latest sport news right off the griddle, to coin a phrase. And this week, in answer to a specific request from Corporal TAA, Grease Monkey in the USA Air Corps, somewhere in Australia, we bring you Bill Stern. Go ahead, Bill. It's all yours. Here's a quick one, too, and how the major leagues look right from here. The Yankees seem to be the class of the American League, with contention coming from the Boston Red Sox. Next in order ought to come the Chicago White Sox, after which might come the St. Louis Brownies, a vastly improved team and on the way up. Next in order should be Cleveland, then Detroit, after which will come the Philadelphia A's, and the Washington Senators will just about take the flip of a coin to find out who's going to be down the cellar. For a quickie now over at the National League, a quick gander looks like the Dodgers ought to be out in first place, with St. Louis next, and then a slow-starting Pittsburgh team after which might come Cincinnati, Chicago, Boston, and New York, and finally Philadelphia down in the bottom. But you know, baseball means one thing. It always means spring, and spring means kids playing hooky, and hooky means that the circus has come to town. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to meet, if you will, the man who owns the biggest circus in the world. His name is Mr. North, John Ringling North, and he only owns the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus. Good evening, John, and how are you? Just step up to our microphone. Now, Johnny, you tell me this. Who originates all those new ideas you get for your circus each well, year? My staff and I, Uncle Bill, and we have a lot of men all over the country and all over the world and constantly thinking up new ideas and sending them to us. Well, I've heard of some screwy ideas, but you topped them all this year, coming up with a ballet for elephants. Who thought of that one? I thought of that one. Yeah, you would, John. Well, now, here's the question. How long does it take to train an elephant to do his tricks? Well, it doesn't take so very long to train them, but we're constantly teaching them new things, so they're busy all the time. Is it true that an elephant never forgets? Absolutely. Absolutely. Elephant. Now, how do you go about being a clown? Well, they're trained from the time they're small boys, and many times they go back for many generations, their fathers, their grandfathers, and even their great-grandfathers. Well, John, I want to thank you for being with us tonight, and believe me, it's been a pleasure to have you on command performance. Thank you, John North. Thank you, Bill Stern and John Ringling North. 
And now, in order to command performance from Ensign J.A.L. somewhere in the South Pacific, who writes, Those Golden Gate boys have kept me company during many a night watch. I'd like to hear them in the flesh sing Noah. Well, Ensign, here they are. Said it's gonna ride on the rain and tide. And children, stop still, listen to me. Jehovah walked by the briny sea and beheld the evils of sinful man. Declared that he would destroy the land. He spoke to Noah. Noah stopped. He said, Noah, I want you to build me an ark. I want you to build it big and strong. Build it 300 cubits long. High and fifty wide, I want it to stand the rain and tide. And there's a hope Well, after God told him what to do, Noah began to cut and hew. The ringing of the hammer was judgment. The ringing of the saw cried, Santa, repent. A hundred years he hammered and sawed, building the ark by the grace of God. After the foundation was laid, he hewed the temper. The ark was made. He called in the animals two by two. The ox, the camel, the kangaroo. Then he called in Jeff and Ham and Shem. And God began to flood the land. He raised his hands to hit him on high. Shook the sun and the moon from the sky. Shook the mountains and troubled the seas. He hitched the winds to his chariot wheel. Stepped on the land, stood on the shore. And declared that time would be no more than his Okay, gentlemen of the Golden Gate Quartet, you have our thanks, plus the particular thanks of Ensign J.A.L. Now, our next command performer appears courtesy of a special request from A.C.H., who labels himself an old Boston sailor man, now getting mail at Coco Sola, C.Z. He wants to hear from Walter O'Keefe. Good evening, good evening, boys, and whatever became of Mussolini? You know, I heard a rumor, I heard a rumor about him today that he was offered in a trade to the St. Louis Browns and they turned him down. <laughs> well, to show you how far Benito, that's Adelaide Off's chum, to show you how far Benito has slipped, he's badly off now as the King of Italy. Oh, you remember the King of Italy? Of course you do. They always used to let him come out on Groundhog Day to cast his shadow, you know. <laughs> but Il Duce... You know, Il Duce shows the difference between the American army and the Italian army. Now, over there in Italy, Il Duce is the supreme commander and the grand generalissimo. Over here in the American army, he wouldn't even get a rating as captain of the head. (laughs) The boys know what I mean. Well, anyway, I know you fellas out there, wherever you are, 
Want to hear the news from... I was talking about the powder room. Want to know the news. Want to know the news from home. So you remember Gypsy Rose Lee? Oh, sure. You remember her? She used to be Minsky's artichoke. Well, she's turned author and she's written a mystery book. I still like her as an artichoke, though. But nevertheless, she went up to Columbia and lectured the other day. And I think it's quite fitting. She should talk to people. After all, Gypsy has seen a lot of the world and vice versa. <laughs> and Of course, for you fellas, I want to tell you New York these days is just full of soldiers and sailors You see them everywhere You can't get into an art gallery or a museum <laughs> Or the reading room at the library All insist on improving their minds You know, I saw one lad the other day In the Metropolitan Museum of Art and let it go And uh, he wanted to see that famous painting I think it's by Gainsborough, The Blue Boy Well, for 20 minutes He stood in front of a blue boy Before he discovered It was a postal telegraph messenger fellow <laughs> Of course, with the town full of soldiers and sailors It's a great break for the, for the girls Anybody can get a date now, you know You take my Aunt Mame She was out with a sailor last week And she hasn't had a date Since Dewey came back from Manila <laughs> I must confess it's a little embarrassing to me up around my house in Connecticut these days not to be in uniform. You see, I've got two sons, two boys, and uh, they know their father was in the Marines in 1918, the good old Marines, Semper Vitalis. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> well, anyway, my kids can't understand how I help win the war by peeling potatoes. <laughs> yes, and for one week, I was on an even more degrading detail than that. And I think you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, all day long, my kids play at war. The only trouble is they both want to be General MacArthur. And in our house, there's only room for one General MacArthur. And I want to tell you that she has an inspirational way of seeing that her commands are obeyed. <laughs> well, anyway, my brother's in Iceland now. I was going to send him a St. Bernard dog and some brandy for his birthday, but he can get stiff up there without drinking. <laughs> Had a bit of trouble with his superiors, though. They found out that stuff in his canteen was not water. <laughs> but he's doing, he's getting along. He, he, got an, he woke up one morning, he wrote me about three weeks ago, frozen stiff, and the bird's eye frozen food product people were there bidding on his body. <laughs> Of course, I don't like to talk about physical specimens, but you should have seen me in the last war. I won't exactly say that when I stripped down, I look like Victor Mature. Don't shriek, woman. <laughs> I don't exactly look like Victor Mature. I look more like one of those ads that says, send this boy to camp. <laughs> I often wonder what became of my old top sergeant. I, I never could figure out how, how he ever got as far as he did get up to be a sergeant. He, he was lousy in mathematics. I was with him eight months and he never learned to count past four. Just one, two, three, four. Now, I want to explain that the studio audience here want as a unit to insult the emperor of Japan. And so old Pappy O'Keefe will lead them in a little round delay and they'll join in in the chorus. Ready, kids? Oh, you stuck a dagger in our back. You played a sneaky role. The trouble is you're cursed with halitosis of the soul. You hiss and whistle through your teeth. It's not a pretty tune. 
but you ain't heard real hissin' till we puncture your balloon. Here we go. Oh, you ask for this, my friend, and how you'll get it in the end. You dirty double cross and son of a gun. Here we go. You dirty double cross and son of a gun. Oh, you put your faith in Hitler. That was really very rash. We're gonna finish you off first and then shave his mustache. You talk about the Axis, but where's Mussolini been? He hasn't even got a pot to cook spaghetti in. Hillerito, you're gonna be Lito. Uncle Sam ain't gonna crystal this is done. Oh, you asked for this, my friend, and how you'll get it in the end. You dirty double cross and son of a gun. Hillerito, you dirty double cross and son of a gun. Well, boys, thumbs up and happy hunting. That was swell, Walt. And now Yeoman GLK with the Coast Guard somewhere in the North Atlantic. Writes, on March 8th, we heard Dinah Shore, the one and only Dinah we used to hear on the radio and jukeboxes before we left home. Why don't you bring her back again? Boy wants girl. Girl likes boy. Girl sings song. Here she is, fella, Dinah Shore. to bed last evening feeling blue as I could be I couldn't sleep last evening for what was worrying me all the tears I've wasted would surely fill the deep blue sea I've got to sigh about him cry about him lordy where am i without him blues he keeps me walking on the floor and like a fool i ask for more although i know he isn't good i wouldn't leave him if i could i know I'm not the first on his list I'd never be missed I wish I had a dime for every girl he's kissed I swear I'd be a millionaire And yet I wouldn't care As long as I could get my share I've got those mad about him, sad about him How can I be glad without him blues? He makes my dreams go up in smoke And then he treats it like a joke He's just an ornery sort of guy And yet I love him till I die Poor me I've got those men about him, sad about him. How can I be glad without him blue? Thank you, Dinah. And now, Paul Laval, what about Sometimes I'm Happy? 
That about takes us around the far turn and down the home stretch. We hope you liked it. We hope, too, you'll keep on firing in those letters and cables because it's a great privilege to hear from you and a greater privilege to send you what you want to hear. And there's one more hope some 130 millions of us around these parts have, but you know what it is, and we're all together on that one. So that's the works from here, and you give them the works over there. This is the United States of America saying so long to its fighting sons throughout the world. A man performance is your show, buddy. And the stars over here will be with you through the last act of that bigger show of yours over there. And brother, you've got top billing in both. Thank you for joining us and enjoying our digitally remastered old-time radio shows from SolvedMystery.com. Please remember to leave us a review and to follow us for frequent releases.